An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He has anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, Which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, The one you feed. Hello, my name is Andy Rickles. I am the Director of Youth Ministries at Huffman United Methodist Church, and I'm also in training to be a Certified Spiritual Director. And today I'd like to talk about praying with your anger. Anger is something that we all experience. It is a secondary emotion, really. When we feel the loss of control or some other vulnerability, sometimes we react with anger. It's a result of our will being thwarted in some way. But I think we all would like to find a way to manage that anger, to feel it when it's appropriate, but to not be swallowed by it. Really, there are a couple of types of anger. There is righteous anger when we get justifiably mad over an injustice. There are plenty of things in our world right now that it is completely appropriate and the moral thing to do to be angry about. But we also sometimes carry a chronic anger. This is the anger that sort of sits on our shoulders or exists just below the surface. And it usually boils over at the worst possible times. And the people that take the brunt of it are those that we love the most, who a lot of times had nothing to do with why we were angry in the first place. As far as righteous anger, it's important to notice that Jesus himself got angry. In the third chapter of Mark, the first few verses describe one of these instances. Then Jesus went back in the meeting place where he found a man with a crippled hand. The Pharisees had their eyes on Jesus to see if he would heal him, hoping to catch him in a Sabbath violation. He said to the man with the crippled hand, Stand here where we can see you. Then he spoke to the people, What kind of action suits the Sabbath best, doing good or doing evil, helping people or leaving them helpless? No one said a word. He looked them in the eye, one after another, angry now, furious at their hard-nosed religion. He said to the man, hold out your hand. He held it out. It was as good as new. The Pharisees got out as fast as they could, sputtering about how they would join forces with Herod's followers and ruin him. In that passage, it says that Jesus became angry. But one important thing to note in the grammar of the Greek, which is what this book was written in, the verb implies that Jesus was angry 
but he did not remain angry. He became angry, and then if you notice, he immediately moves to action. So this kind of righteous anger, where we feel that anger, but then we are immediately moved to transform that anger into action, is a moral and just way to exist in the world. But we also sometimes carry chronic and unhealthy anger. I'm sure all of you, or at least I know I, have yelled through a closed car window at a car for maybe not moving into the turn lane fast enough or for not using a blinker. We see people blow up at their cashiers, at their waitresses, or other people in the service industry. We see people blow up at their family. And this is not healthy. Think about how you feel when you get really angry like this. Where does that feeling live? What does it feel like? It's clearly not sustainable. And when enough of us carry around this chronic anger, it leads to a collective societal anger, which is then weaponized by politicians, 24-hour news channels. And this kind of anger is destroying us. So how do we deal with this? What does this have to do with our prayer lives? Well, I believe that anger, like any emotion, is information. And when we stop and examine that information, we can get a sense of where it's coming from, if it's righteous or unrighteous, and how to deal with it. Because we want to be able to be angry at the right things, but to let go of the things that we don't need to carry around. So like anything that we experience, I believe it's important to bring that anger into our prayer lives. There is nothing that we face, nothing that we feel that Jesus himself did not face and feel. And so we, we can be confident when we bring that anger to God in our prayers that we can find peace and rest from that. One practice that has been extremely helpful for me in managing my anger, but in a lot of other things, is the examine. This was begun by St. Ignatius, and it's basically just a way to think mindfully about the previous day or week or other time period and to see what sticks out as something that was negative or difficult or something that was positive and brought joy. When we take practices like this, and we individually begin transforming our anger and letting go. Collectively, we can begin to change our churches and begin to change our world. And this is rooted in the love of God that I believe, and I think we all believe, has the power to change everything. So I want to take a few moments and go through a very simple and basic examine exercise. Then I'm going to close with a liturgy that my church did on anger. And so I ask you to take a few moments, find a comfortable position to sit in, turn off any distractions, maybe put your phone away, turn off any TV or anything in the background. Find a space where you can focus for just a few moments. And I want you to ponder, first of all, this question. Let's say for the last week or so, what has happened that has made you angry? 
What is it that has brought that feeling of anger to you? You can think about whether it's possibly a righteous anger, or if it's something that maybe was building and had become a chronic anger that you were carrying. How did you manage that? How did it feel in your body? What did it lead you to do? And whether your actions after that anger were positive or whether they were negative, just take a moment and acknowledge that anger. Acknowledge that response. Take a deep breath. Exhale it slowly. And that anger that you had, let it go. It was a feeling. It has passed. Let it go. And now take a few moments and ponder this question. What in the last week or so has brought you joy? It could be a big life change. It could be something as simple as time spent talking to an old friend. Or just how great your cup of coffee tasted this morning. How did that joy feel? What was your response to that joy? As you take a deep breath, and now exhale it slowly, give thanks for that joy. Share your gratitude with the creator of all things, the God who not only loves us, but is love. Be grateful. Now pray with me. God of love, sometimes I get angry, and I carry that anger and let it grow and become the lens through which I see the world. Let me instead see through eyes of love. Sometimes I bury my anger and try to deny its existence, but it always comes out, and usually directed at those who don't deserve it and those who I love the most. Let me instead recognize my anger and seek to transform it. Much of the anger I carry is worthless and is only a sign of my self-absorption and lack of clarity. Let me instead learn to work for the peace of my own soul. Sometimes the anger I feel is because an injustice has been done or a loved one has been hurt. May I recognize that some anger is holy. May I respond to that holy anger by working for the transformation of the world. And may our collective righteous anger lead us to seek and create peace. Amen. <laughs>